Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I love having these conversations because we explore together people in all different genres of life who are experiencing hearing God's voice, and they're changing the world around them because of it. And today, my guest is Kimberly Ganow, and Kimberly is at Capitol Hill with a ministry that prays for people in politics and their spouses. And she's been seeing God do things behind the scenes that are unbelievable, as well as she hosts public gatherings and galas and teas and coffees for many different people in politics. And she's been having an impact now since really the 90s that has has changed the course of some people's lives. There's been a lot of salvation in Washington, D.C. amongst politicians in America. But I think her ministry is a prototype for other countries as well as something that many of you might want to get involved with, either praying with her prayer list. It's bipartisan. You can be Democrat or Republican or independent to be involved with their prayer list, but also not just praying their prayer list, but maybe going to some of the events. When you hear some of the things that they're doing, some of you are going to come alive in your heart and say, this is happening right now. And the, the wild toxic season where things have been so dark, there's light going on behind the scenes. And sometimes in front of the scenes and, you know, in the whole political arena. So I want to tell you about Kimberly before we start. I'm just going to read her bio. Kimberly Ganow has been serving government leaders and their spouses and staff since 1988 when she was hired by a prominent evangelical leader as a ministry liaison to Capitol Hill, a position she held for several years. Since that time, Kimberly has continued her outreach and ministry to government leaders and their families, primarily in Washington, D.C., and continues to foster relationships between elected officials and spiritual leaders. She holds a Bachelor of Science and Doctorate of Practical Ministry through Alabaster House, which is a 5-1-C-3 uh, faith-based nonprofit ministry. Kimberly leads devotionals and chapel times for mem members of Congress and congressional spouses, hosts retreats and other ministry gatherings, often with her husband, Randy, and Alabaster House co-founder, and provides prayer appointments for government leaders and their families. So they do so much more. But I just wanted to highlight that to you right now because we need to have hope. We need to feel like our cup isn't just half full or half empty for what God's doing in our nation, but we have to have hope and faith for what God wants to do. And they're right smack dab in the middle, meeting with some of the leaders that are even controversial people. And yet these people are opening their hearts to someone like Kimberly and her team to say, we need prayer. We need to know what Jesus is saying right now. You're not gonna wanna miss this episode. Stay tuned. Hey, my fellow explorers. We have a brand new book out, and if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for His solutions on the world today, and for His problem-solving ability, His wisdom, His strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are going to love this book. I want to encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear 
but get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Well, welcome today to Exploring the Prophetic. I have my guest, Kimberly Gunnell on. And Kimberly, I'm so excited to talk to you because I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who's in the, the same space as you in ministry. I've talked to people who minister to politicians or people who've had a one-off appointment or people who feel like they have an assignment there, but you are putting your feet on the ground, investing time, energy, space, and you guys are doing some things that I think our listeners are going to be like, what? That's happening? Wait, there's that level of hope? And we need that right now. So welcome to the show and thanks for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me here. It's it's really an honor. Well, kind of, you know, to start us out, we have to go into the story of why, <laughs> like why, why out of all the types of ministries you could do and all the things you could be involved with, I don't know your background, so to speak. So you are right in the middle of it, in the worst political climate season, probably in modern American history, where there's so much division and you're doing this bipartisan ministry where you meet with people from all sides and do prayer appointments and connect to them. And you also rally Christians to understand their place in this. So, so talk to us about the why, where did this start for you? Sure. I think, uh, well, the early beginnings really goes back uh, for me as a child. Um, and so you're talking about, uh, I always highlight my dad because he's just been such an instrumental figure in my life. Uh, both my mom and my dad are still alive and, uh, it's just a really great connection, obviously, and mom and dad, as you would think, but he was a former uh, football player. And so he played for the San Francisco 49ers as well as yes. Washington. <laughs> yeah, California, as well as uh, um, Washington Redskins. And so when he nice. was to the Washington Redskins, both my sister and I, we were born in Washington because, of course, he was playing there at the old RFK Stadium. So uh, from birth, born in Washington. So I feel I have an affinity for the city, uh, just birthright. Mm. And uh, in a spiritual way, it's just very much something I'd like to say. It's uh, a city that, um, you know, you just implement God's principles uh, yeah. at being born there. And so that's really to answer kind of the beginning. But you find that God brought me on a journey of just figuring out, uh, you know, how and what it, he has for each one of us, as he, you know, often does. You're, you're seeking his face. You're just kind of trying to figure that out. And so I went to a number of different um now I studied for fashion merchandising, right? In school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was kind of something I thought maybe I'd be a buyer or, you know, work in these industries. And my husband and I, we we met on a missions trip uh, back in 1990. Oh, so fun. Yeah. To Eastern Europe. And so it was just great because it was shortly after the wall had fallen and all of this and people were really open um, to the Lord. Yeah. And that's really, we, we connected through actually not only missions, but also through volleyball, um, something that oh, I wow. did college, you know, and uh, uh, played division one for. And so we, we've got a really fun uh, background in a lot of ways. But after that, I was thinking when we first got married, probably retail with so many hours isn't necessarily the greatest option, you know, for mm. building a brand new marriage. So just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to invest in your marriage. <laughs> I had to kind of, uh, you know, make a make a shift, if you will. And I felt like that was God's hand in shifting me. And so um, you know, my dad did take me to take your daughter to work day. He was working in the city at that point, also for the government. Uh, okay. He was involved with politicians, uh, more on a political spectrum. But, um, you know, I think that was an early seed that was planted in my heart. And then working for various, I want to say, organizations throughout Washington, D.C., and checking out some of the different departments that they had that related to government was part mm-hmm. of my journey to figure out where I would end up. And one specific day, I was actually um, 
having lunch. Uh, there's a park there that overlooks the Capitol. And so I happen to be having lunch there. And of all places, there is this lady on a, a megaphone at lunch out at the park. And, you know, of course, she was doing uh, like a preaching uh, ministry time. And I said, okay, God, I'm like the only one in the park here. <laughs> so I thought, if you want to reach me, I guess this lady's out here talking to me, you know, I can't, you know, tell you what it was really that she had said at the time, but I did um, ask her to pray for me at the end. And I said, I don't know exactly what it is. All I can tell you is it's in that building. And that was the U.S. Wow. Capitol that I was. Wow. And uh, so my very first Bible study I led was in the U.S. Capitol. Later. Wow, that must have been something. Yeah, I it was amazing. have that fulfillment. Yeah, you know. And uh, so I was hired by a prominent evangelical at the time and what became one of the first, uh, you know, Capitol Hill liaisons, which essentially is a fancy word for missionary to Capitol Hill. And that was in 1998. So we're talking, wow. uh, you know, been in that mission field since 1998, just well over and two decades. I do like how you said that because you have that missionary background even with your husband. And so right. you look at this straight from the front as a, a God assignment, not just as a career. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, tell us how how did that happen? How did you feel like I'm a missionary here versus I'm just doing a career here? Because those are two different things and two different mindsets. Sure. I think um, for me, you know, you'll find, uh, I guess it's a convergence principle, right? Mm -hmm. where, where you really find why God made you and what your purpose is. And we have always felt, you know, both my husband and I are called to impact leaders, uh, be mm -hmm. influencers to, you know, those that are influencing uh, the nation. And so in any capacity really of our lives, that's primarily who we work with. And so yeah. um, it's just, it's, you know, I, I think it's also just part of my upbringing. You know, many people would, um, you know, even with my dad, like now he's, you know, when he played 61 to 69. So we're talking the early days, right? Yeah. Of their helmets and all this craziness. You know, he always says they, they'd hold up a finger and say, okay, how many fingers am I holding up if you get knocked in the head while you're out there playing football? And, oh you know, he would say to the coach, no matter what, what you say, just three is the answer or whatever it was. You know, this, <laughs> these guys were like made of steel and they just get back in there oh and my gosh. go for another round. And so... I guess the point is that, um, you know, you, you find this why God made you and being around, you know, some of my family and people that would want to come by for autographs or just always, even to this day, they send in the football cards, you know, to be signed by my dad. Uh, it's never faced me. And, and a lot of people, when they wow. come in contact with leaders or notable people, um, they often become something else. Right. And yeah. They really chase them down in this kind of uh, thinking. And so our approach has always been with no matter where they are, whether it's ministry, business, um, you know, government leaders, these are people just like us, you know, mm -hmm. they have struggles and trials just like us, um, even though they're elevated. And I think that's probably you had mentioned, you and I were talking a little bit about the Alabaster House logo. And, you know, you see kind of this. Um, yeah, it's right back. it's yeah. such a cool logo. Yeah, so you see that this alabaster house jar, and it's really in the background there. We've have these pillars that uh, represent the three branches of government there, which is we also um, work in each each one of those branches. And so you've got the alabaster house jar. It's this. You remember the story, you know. Of course, it's this broken 
um, vessel that would pour out the oil. And so I, I look at that as a symbol of wow. many, many of them are, you know, at the top of their pinnacle of their success or the top of their careers, but they're still very much like I'm emphasizing people with real struggle. So there is this broken, a brokenness yeah. and a yeah. life that God needs um, to really just, I want to say, encourage them, restore them, renew them as they are wow. on the front lines. Oh, so tell us about Delabaster. You transitioned from working in government to actually doing ministry towards government. And what was that transition and how did you start Alabaster House? Sure. Um, so I guess since really being up there since the late 1990s, um, working for a, another ministry and everything, uh, we started from, I want to say some, some places they'll have categories like, okay, you're going to work just with interns or you're going to work with the members or you're going to work with the spouses. And I had yeah. the privilege of working with everyone, anywhere from an intern to the member of Congress and everyone in between. And so it was just, oh, wow. it was really, I want to say kind of spirit led, right? Whoever uh, God connected you with became those key relationships mm. that you had. And so we've, we've held those relationships, you know, literally over d two decades and some of which have retired and gone on and are no longer even in Congress. And yet we're still uh, connected with wow. them. That's and beautiful. So, it really is. I want to say, um, you know, our mission statement is to provide spiritual resources, of course, in our nation capital. But uh, we do that through confidential prayer, uh, biblical devotions and friendship. And so it's interesting. Wow. Third point is friendship. And, you know, we all have various levels of, of friends. But I feel like what God was emphasizing on friendship was unique because as we met with one particular member of Congress and his wife, um, he said, you know, we can have any Christian ministry come up here and share with us. You know, they're in the nation's capital. People yeah. really want to come up and, and get involved. But he said, often uh, they'll have an agenda, whether they know it or not. And yeah. so, so they're always asking something, essentially, from that member or from that leader. And he said to us, you know, what we really get from Alabaster House and, um, you know, with me and this type of thing, he said, was friendship. And what mm. was so neat wow to parrot that back to us was we were just at a transition point where we had just changed that third point on our mission statement. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, I think it was just really a great um, testimony of what God is doing. The power of relationships is just so very important in an environment where people really can't trust one another or it yeah. turns into a front page news story. So that's, you know, highlighting a lot of the I, I totally agree with that because most of the types of things I do have to be confidential and trusted and I can't tell most of my stories. So I feel like a lot of times when people are waiting for like, tell us the big testimonies and I laugh and I go, I can't, I, it'd be too obvious or it'd be, it just somehow they could hear it too because they're tuned into my world. I'm not just tuned into their world, but especially with politicians because I feel like, you know, whether it's a senator, an intern, a governor, a congressperson, a senator, whatever it is, it's like, it feels like there's so much at stake in how they represent their office. And so when you come into their relationship with them, those, those fruit of the spirit, you know, like patience and, <laughs> you know, even just honesty or integrity, those kinds of things. If you're not practicing those, you actually put them at risk in such a major way. And some of these people have been burned. And so I love that you guys are doing this in a way that just has that, that character to it of no, hidden agenda, no ulterior motives, you know, because I've been involved with a couple of the groups in DC from time to time where I had to pull out because there was so much ulterior agenda of maybe a Republican agenda or a Democratic agenda that superseded the kingdom agenda 
well, why God had us there in the first place. And that, that spiritual assignment is even higher than the governmental or political assignment. And that's, most people can't get that. But you guys, it seems like you guys walked that fine line really well. It is a fine line for sure. I would definitely echo that. And, um, you know, how we came into an organization, Alabaster House, is just a little bit about uh, my personal life. You know, we have two girls. And so once I first started in 1998, I was up there on the hill full time and, you know, working and taking a train in. I would leave my bag at the office. I would go everywhere, you know, from the Senate to the House and everywhere in between. And I'd have appointments just nonstop, back to back. I'd come back to that office, pick up my bag and get back on the train. And I would do that. day after day after day. And so there was just countless opportunities for just divine appointments everywhere. And, um, you know, at that point, God really put on my heart to create, you know, I was asked the question of how do you want to make an impact with government leaders and and those that are on Capitol Hill? And I thought, that's a fabulous question. And when I came on right away, I said, well, I'm going to, you know, have to ask God about that. And <laughs> I'm gonna let you know what I'm hearing and, yeah. and everything. And so I, um, I was just thinking about one of the first things that we had decided how to reach Capitol Hill, uh, God really gave me the concept of tea or coffee. Oh, and wow. So so we created these venues basically in some significant uh, rooms and everything on Capitol Hill where we'd have a female member share their testimony and also uh, maybe a congressional spouse would also share their testimony. And that had a lot of impact because we found that people were actually responding to the gospel and giving their lives to the Lord uh, through so the cool. pockets. Now, kind of fast forward to where we are with Alabaster House, we've had all these years that we've continued those relationships and connections. We incorporated Alabaster House in 2014, um, but just all the while, just continuing to maintain those relationships from the late 1990s up until today. And so we do something now, which is very much uh, similar to the the teas that we started there called, uh, really, we're doing a bipartisan Capital Christmas coffee. And so, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, and we and the, for those we work for, originally, it was just with the spouses. Um, back in 2015, we we started a coffee, it was a very divisive time, much like it is now. And so we just felt like, what can we do to change the atmosphere that's up there? Mm-hmm. And I know that women are often seen as atmosphere changers, or they set the tone, they set the tone in yeah. their home, they set the tone, you know, for a lot of things, um, whether it be with the family. Um, and, and I looked at that, and I thought, well, what can we do with so many of the spouses that are up there? And, you know, at the time, I, I asked uh, Judy McCarthy to come alongside and just asked her, what do you think God could do if we were to partner um, and and create a tea or a coffee opportunity? And uh, she was just very much like, we prayed about it, came back together and said, no, we feel like God's in it. And so That's our so very good. first, yeah, our very first um, bipartisan Capital Christmas coffee we held was in 2015. And we've had one every year. So we'll just be uh, coming up in December uh, looking to do that again. And this is a little bit different than the original one where we were actually sharing the gospel and having people respond to it. This one, we found that people were very divided. Um, often members were going against members, uh, for instance, wow. Christians. Um, and so I happen to be friends with uh, both sides, if you will, of many of these uh, infighting, let's just call it this, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Or polarization or whatever you want to label it. And so 
I ended up speaking a little bit about um, our first one was on the domino. It was just kind of the concept. It really is coming out of Psalm 133.1, you know, how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And it's really difficult to do that in a political setting. Um, yeah. but that was our prayer. We want our listeners <laughs> to refrain that people. Uh, I do got to stop there for a second. How cool <laughs> is that? That you're in the middle of like, these are the kinds of things that change the water level is when you're, when you're doing these like intentional gatherings of, helping people to see each other in a relational context and a spiritual context. This is so cool because I think of our listeners may not have had the opportunity to hear that there's things like this happening behind the scenes because you have like the, the water level changes when you have relational gatherings around spiritual principles that we're all supposed to agree with, but we often see each other's heart in it. And I think of William Wilberforce and how he would have these dignitaries and politicians and all these important people at his house to talk about the issue of slavery, but also to get frenemies and enemies together to see each other, to, to know each other. That was one of his mandates. It wasn't just anti-slavery, but also to build unity. And Psalm 133 was one of his main scriptures as well. So I just That's think, right. like, I think our listeners, they need to be encouraged because we see what the media tells us, which I don't know if you know this, but like CNN has only had less than a million viewers every week for the last couple of weeks, along mm -hmm. with five other major news networks are having less than 1.5 million. And these guys had four to 8 million to 16 million, depending on what it was. Mm -hmm. So we're at an all-time distrust for what the media is telling us. Mm -hmm. It's so cool to hear that there's a God voice in there, that you're like stimulating a conversation that mm -hmm. helps us. I mean, it's just, and I know this is only one aspect. This is, this is cool. I think you touched on a number of things. And one I want to pick up on, you mentioned the word gathering, and that's something that we do on a regular basis. We have something called an alabaster house gathering. And mm -hmm. at that, we host different um, members and congressional spouses. And wow. uh, usually over a reception, we've had them as well for dinners. And then uh, we're building those relationships in there, providing a safe place for them to come to be themselves, yeah. right? Not necessarily their title, their job, what they do, but just to build and invest also in their marriages. Uh, yeah. And those things, you know, it's great because I'm able to pull my husband into those and we work together and collaborate on that. And uh, right now we have an opportunity to what we're trying to build is something called fly in fellowships. And that's coming into town when the members first fly in for first votes, whether it's a Monday or Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And be basically to reply to that invitation, uh, we would be the first touch point. And then we send oh, them wow. after uh, you know, visiting, praying over them, ministering to them, giving them that opportunity, they go straight to the Capitol for votes. Okay, um, wait a minute. Let's, let's go back here a little bit. And I do want to hear, this is like, I think you just said a huge chunk. You guys are meeting with people one-on-one -on -one because they're hungry for prayer. And I think that a lot of our audience may not know that as well, that there's there's prayer appointments going on where you guys are doing listening prayer and connected prayer to help people in their real life decisions, whether it's in their marriage or whether it's in their office. Talk about some of those prayer appointments and what happens in those at times. I know a lot of it's confidential, yeah. but is there a God, a, a, maybe a God story you can tell to kind of give us a vision for what this looks like, can look like? Sure. Uh, I'm, even just last week, uh, I had about five leaders and pastors with me. And you can imagine uh, if you've seen the, the Capitol is very um, closed to visitors. It's closed to visitors right now. Just to even go into the U.S. House of Representatives, it, you have to be badged in. You have to have a name at the door. Wow. You have to have an escort. You know, you can't walk around. It's just it's a very different climate right now. And so a lot of times we have the opportunity to invite some whether it's pastors, leaders, intercessors that come up here that want to connect with us, uh, yeah. be an extension of what we're doing. Uh, so, 
so so just last week uh, I was with uh, five different again pastors and leaders that came up and we had several different appointments that we um, allowed them to see what it's like you know what's really mm-hmm. happening here and so I love that because they can then go back to their churches congregations networks and say this is authentic this wow. I just you know so we were able to uh, have a prayer appointment with a member his wife actually happened to be in town as well very mm-hmm. you know some some of that is quite unusual because there's a small percentage that will actually travel and have the same schedule let's say that the member has sure. most of them will stay back home in the home state right and and they have other things that are going and then they, they connect when they come back but even then uh the member is mm-hmm. also uh, doing several events and um campaigning etc so it's a big strain on the marriages so uh, just in general, I was able to bring uh, this group and we went into a member's office for a prayer appointment that was scheduled ahead of time. Wow! And it was it was just, you know, I mean, I, one of the things I said, which my husband, and I love to say is as we're praying for them together, you know, it, it's a group and uh, that's in there. But I, I said the words, you know, just pretend you're married. <laughs> which that's we awesome. are married. Yeah. Pretend you're married in this setting, you know, because Sometimes things can be so stiff and just callous. So I, I, I yeah. really asked them to, to hug one another, you know, as they were in that place. And then we kind of surrounded them, uplifting them in prayer. And I just know it was such a neat opportunity for them to really capitalize on the moment that they spent together and even yeah. God in that moment. So there's opportunities like this where we can just come alongside and encourage them. And it just means so very much to them. It's not a political um, although they do want to talk to us about some of those issues as well and, and pray for those, of course, but our main focus is just really helping them stand where they are, whether yeah. it's their marriage or building into their relationship with God. I think it's so beautiful. One of my mentors, uh, just who's passed away now, he, he talked to me about the fact that he met with quite a few very controversial leaders um, throughout history, you know, just, just people in modern history that, even to meet with them, Christians would judge him and say, that's a Muslim leader, or that's a, you know, one of the leaders of Cuba, that, those kinds of people. And he would go and prophesy and pray with them. And, and he didn't always prophesy, but it, he was praying, hoping that God would show him something. But he'd have these moments, he'd say, you know, even Saul would bring David in. Saul was an evil man at the time. They would bring David in. Who knows what evil didn't happen because David went in at that moment, at that that's moment it. in time and brought the presence of God. And so all the decisions that Saul would have made out of that place of being demonized didn't happen for that day. Or for those moments. And he said, so even if it's that, but he was so, so many times, it was, of course, way more than that, where he would see salvation. And I think he met with Saddam Hussein at one point. Uh, and Saddam, uh, he presented the gospel to him in the most real way with some really encouragement. So I just think of when Saddam was bound under that rock, you know, when he was coming out of that hole for that he'd been in for a couple of days, I just thought, Jesus, you gave him every chance. Like he might've in that hole bound you. He might've actually repented. He might've changed his life. You never know what you're sowing into in these moments. And I think a lot of Christians, we over religiously spiritualize what we need to do in those, in those times. And so I love that you guys are in your lane and that you're, and, and it's really a model of just loving and supporting and caring for people who are different than you a lot of times, but that you get this opportunity to be with and value who they are. And I just love, I sense that value from you so much. Well, I want to I hear so many more stories. So we got to do a part two, but you have a gala coming up and I, I want our listeners to hear all about the gala and their opportunity to be involved with uh, Alabaster House in lots of different ways. So tell us, because I think listeners, I want to tell you, those of you who are exploring with us on this exploration journey of what God's doing in the world right now, get on the mailing list at Alabaster House and start to pray because you're going to pray with your 
your your hope and love tank full. You're going to pray knowing that God's moving. And it's it's so different when you have hands on the ground. Like we have a lot of friends in war zones doing missions. So when the war increases, like in Congo, when the volcanoes were going off, the war was increasing, we were building schools with teams out there. And so our hearts are praying way differently than people are just going, oh yeah, it's a war zone, it's hard. So when you think about politics and something bad happens, when you're sowing into ministries like Alabaster House and when you're praying with them and you're reading their reports, your heart has a different response when you hear bad news because you have a kingdom approach to it. So how do people get involved? Sure. A great place is to start at our website. It's simply alabasterhouse.org. There's a lot of tools on there. If you want to learn more or hear some of these stories, even from you know, leaders, government leaders sharing independently on their own, uh, we've wow. done a number of interviews that are on there. Uh, one I would highlight is called the... Um, Alabaster House Sneak Preview. That's a great one. Um, we also have something on there called our exclusive equipping event where we have literally hours of testimonies and interviews broken down into five segments. Um, that's a wow. great opportunity. I can't wait. I haven't watched it yet. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah, you can sign up for that and you get the link and everything. Um, but a great way is just simply to connect with us as a starting point is our Alabaster House email updates. And you can find that yeah. on the homepage, just scrolling down the bottom there. And what you're going to receive on those is just whenever we have a ministry appointment or we're going to D.C. or, you know, we have a special invitations that also are communicated through that, um, it, it'll give you insight on how to pray. You just said it very okay. well, you know, how, what type of prayer uh, you might be given. Uh, we would give you that information. So you're praying with insight, right, uh, to make yeah. a difference. And so that's definitely a great opportunity. And. Of course, we mentioned some of the gatherings that we've done, whether it's a dinner or a reception or a retreat, all of this stuff. There's an opportunity there as well uh, to sponsor some of the things we have coming up or That's give, awesome. be a part of that community. You can click on the give tab. That's, you know, right on the top there at alabasterhouse.org. And we do have, we're, we're jumping out on a ledge here. <laughs> we are uh, going to be hosting the Alabaster House Conference. That'll be combined um a little bit where we're going to have some national Christian leaders come in on April 20, what's well, going to be April 25th, 26th and 27th. So that's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So a Monday night, if you're like a keynote leader, speaker, um, a sponsor, we're going to do a special dinner on that on that Monday night. If, if you're not, we're still inviting you to come in, fly in and get connected, do some sightseeing. Uh, and then we'll start straight away on that Tuesday morning. April 26th with the conference. Um, and that's going to be powerful because it's going to be speaking through the lens of government. Uh, but we'll also have some neat workshops and personal ministry opportunities. Some, um, definitely, um, I want to say what's in it for you, right? Uh, how you can yeah. grow in your own personal spiritual walk. That's going to be a highlight. Um, we'll also hear from, you know, not only just, uh, I want to say government leaders, but national leaders as well. And so we're just working on the format for that. We'll have a business dinner or a banquet dinner that Tuesday night. Wednesday, we're going to go on site on Capitol Hill. Um, we'll have an orientation. We'll break you down into small groups. You may have the opportunity to go in and, and, and pray with a member of Congress. You may be on a, uh, a place that overlooks the Capitol, praying over the city. Uh, you know, everyone's going to have a special assignment that they're going to go and uh, within that window of time. And, and you're going to be strategic in those wow. prayers. So providing you with a prayer guide, et cetera, and then we'll do a congressional panel. So you'll do a Q&A and &A, you'll get to hear from people, a lot of insight. And then we'll end with a gala and we're working on um, 
the last gala we had was held at Museum of the Bible. Fabulous oh, cool. opportunity. So, I mean, this is early for us. It, the congressional calendar hasn't even been released yet. Usually we wait, um, but I feel like we're supposed to lock into those dates, give people a save the date, and then we're going to go ahead and uh, end the entire thing with a formal black tie, really fun, nice. um, engaging opportunity again to hear from some of these keynote uh, speakers. And all of it is going to be, uh, you mentioned the news and the messaging. What you're going to hear here, are, it's not going to be, I want to say it's going to be candid, genuine stories about people's lives. It's not a political awesome. speech. It's, it, you know, these are things that have the opportunity to, I want to say, transform our nation. And yeah. so if you find out that there are all these incredible godly leaders that are up there, I think it also plays a role in civic engagement and just uh, allowing us to figure out how we can partner with what God is doing. And I think joining that community of Alabaster House is certainly uh, one we want to welcome the listeners to do. Oh, for sure. And I think, Kimberly, I just want to thank you for being on today because I think there's people who needed to hear this story and this and that you're there and it's going to give them hope. But there's also people who, some of you who are listening, who felt like at some point in your life, I'm called to politics or government. I'm not supposed to be a politician, but I'm supposed to do something here, have influence, have voice, have prayer. And this is the kind of thing in a, in a toxic kind of political season like this, it's the perfect time for the kingdom to be advanced. It's the perfect time for us to jump in. So I'm going to encourage you, if you don't know what steps to take, take this step and join their mailing list and even go even further and go to the gala, be one of the supporters, be one of the financial supporters, be one of the people who are on site and praying and being involved. You Maybe you're from a small town in Canada and you're like, I'm really invested in American politics. I want to really go. Maybe you're from the Midwest. Maybe you're from... Uh, maybe you're from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to this right now, and you're saying it's time to engage or maybe even re-engage in a real way. This is a great safe step to take, and so I'm going to encourage you to go and just be a part of this ministry. Thank you so much again. Kimberly, this was awesome. I loved hearing about everything you were talking about. Thank you so much for having me on. I feel like right now we're at a we're at a critical point of growth. And, and yeah. you mentioned kind of the, um, I want to say even just the challenges or the the polarization and this type of thing. But we feel like God is really opening up even new doors for us to walk through. Right. And I think a lot of it is just the longevity that we've been there for. And we're actually at a place of expansion. So we're hiring, you know, and um, so I think if there are listeners also that want to help partner in that, funding so that we can bring on. Um, I, I have someone that I want to bring on to even just do uh, weekly messages to start yeah. these members off with their day, just like daily devotionals, but kicking it off as they come back in for votes. And so looking at hiring a director of ministry and we have those that. in play. So it's just, it's an exciting time to really increase what God has already been, you know, doing so faithfully over the years. So thank you, Sean, for having me on. Oh, thank you too. And I feel like you're a spiritual first responder for what God's doing in politics. So thanks for doing that. And I want to encourage you guys again to go get involved and also uh, to like and subscribe to this podcast so that we could actually get notifications to you right away. And also, if you don't mind leaving a review for Exploring the Prophetic, it'll help other people just like you find us and become explorers as well. Thanks for listening. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transiting God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God.
Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more. Or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening. 